Welcome, everybody, to CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry, from Major League Baseball to the NBA, NFL, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City, from the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. Welcome back, Chicago. Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, CSCR, on the Windy City Sports Network, WCSN. We're in Studio One, Chicago Tree Party's back, and we're going to go over some a variety of news this time. We're not dedicating it just to one uh, to one team. We're going to talk Bulls, Bears. Some soccer, an incident that happened recently, which we want to talk about. And we're going to go over uh, a little bit of Cub news. Even though I'm not a Cub fan, uh, some interesting stuff happening at Wrigley. So we want to check that out as well, too. With me, guys, as always, the Chicago Tree Party. We've got Mr. Jackman to my right. What's up, everybody, here on a Friday night? And it's cold outside, finally. And uh, Mr. Sammy the Bull. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy to be here. Not happy to be a Bears fan, though. Very disappointing season. Uh, Very. I was at least anticipating a better season, but we're not getting that. So, again, guys, this is episode 18. Thank you, guys. Uh, I didn't think we'd be going 18 episodes uh, and uh, like we usually do, we usually always pick a topic to talk about uh, with sports. We'll either talk all bears, all bulls, or whatever the case is. But um, we're going to recap a couple of topics and uh, and talk a little bit about the Cubs uh, briefly, not too much. Um, and uh, I want to go over some of the stuff that uh, is happening at Wrigley, which again, I'm not a, a Cub fan, but it's good. Some good moves happening in Wrigley right now. Ricketts family making some good decisions, I think. Um, or let's say Theo Epstein at least doing his job. And um, uh, again, guys, let me go over social media before we start going on with this. Uh, Facebook and Twitter. You can uh, like us on Facebook at Windy City Sports Network. Windy City is one word. Uh, Windy City Sports Network on Facebook. Again, guys, you can follow us there or like us on or follow us on Twitter uh, at WCS on the number three. So follow or like Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we post our shows on there so you guys can listen to us. So the moment uh, we're done recording our shows uh, in Studio One, we post them on there for your listening pleasure. You can also follow us uh, once we post these shows up. Uh, they are actually on our SoundCloud account uh, at Windy City Sports Network. 
Um, they are also on iTunes Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio uh, on Android or on uh, Apple phones, um, on your iPhones. Uh, if you're on iTunes, huge, please subscribe. On the top right-hand corner, press the subscribe button. Uh, leave comments and rate us. Give us five stars if possible. Even if you don't, that's fine. That's cool. Let us know. Uh, we can uh, improve and do some better things for you guys. Uh, if you guys got anything that you guys want to let us know, you can either comment on our social media sites or email us at windycitysportsnetwork at gmail.com. Um, I'm getting really good at that. I was going to pre-record that, but I don't have to do that because I'm like so good at that now, Mr. Jackman. Hey, you got it all down pat, memorized, buddy. Yep. Um, all right, and then even stutter. Man, I should become a professional wrestler, like at the top of my head. Yep. You know what I mean? Give me a yep. microphone, put me in the ring. Well, that's a big thing for the wrestlers, being able to do mic, here. mic work. Um, hey, that's the missing talent of some of these guys. Um, anyways, all right, let me dig into the Cubs because um, – I, I, you got you got any insight on this, Jackman, or no? Because you're not too much of a, a baseball fan. I mean, I was a huge baseball fan when I was younger. Back in the day. Yes, but not so much now. I hear this Madden's a really good coach. Yeah. Uh, but one question I was going to ask you guys, how do you guys feel about Theo firing uh, Ricky Renteria after one year and bringing this and guy while that's still on want, contract? Yeah, that's I have, what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, so... First, let me start off by saying I think the Joe Madden signing is amazing. I think it's really good uh, with the talent that, uh, again, uh, where I'm coming from here, guys, uh, understand that um, I, I was a Cub fan in the back. I don't want people thinking I'm a bandwagon jumper. I didn't jump in 2005 right when the White Sox won the World Series. Um, but what I did is in about 2001 to 2002, um, I started de- – uh, uh, or when I started – I guess realizing sports and um, what it is to be an owner and the business aspect of, of sports, I started realizing that Sam Zell at the time, the owner of the Cubs, uh, and the Tribune Company really didn't care about their fans uh, and that they were basically just trying to make, at the end of the day, profit. And they could care less if people uh, like the, the Cubs or whatever the case is. At the end of the day, they look at the thing, at the, at the, at the stat sheet in the P&L uh, profit and loss statement, and they look at if there's a profit if it won or if it's not. And for the Cubs, unfortunately, they were always in the top two tiers uh, positions for for money-making in Major League Baseball. Even if they had the worst record, the only team that would beat them would be the, the, the New York Yankees. With that said, I was really upset with the fact that Sam Zell and he would hire presidents uh, for this organization that really weren't putting talent together, either in the farm system or even bringing in some of this talent. And then when we started signing some of this talent and giving this big money out to these players, they weren't performing whatsoever and somewhat like what we're seeing right now with the Bears and defense this year. But in any case, in 2002, I decided to leave and I became a White Sox fan. Why, you ask? Oh, because they're the only Chicago team? No, not really. I'm a Reinsdorf fan. I love Jerry Reinsdorf. I love his family. I love what he's always uh, inspired to do as, as, as a team owner. I know he's not a majority of the team owners because obviously people don't realize that Jerry Reinsdorf isn't the only owner of the Bulls and only owner of the White Sox. There's other owners. Um, it's just that Jerry Reinsdorf is picked to be the face of the organization, uh, and he is obviously part owner of it. Um, but in any case, I loved what he did uh, uh, with the Chicago Bulls. Um, I know a large part of that had to do with Jerry Cross. But in any ways, I decided to jump over to the White Sox, and I started following them three years before they won the World Series. Now, going to the Cubs and my point, 
what they've done in this farm system the last two, three years are amazing. And I think what Theo Epstein has been doing, which I was sort of pessimistic on what he was going to come up with. And I really didn't think Theo had it in him. And I really thought the curse of the Chicago Cubs were going to basically knock him down and, and do what they did to every single coach, just like Dusty Baker and all these other great coaches that came and, and, and other people that came into the organization and, and what they did. So, um, But I think the talent that they have right now, they're headed in, in a great direction. They're overloaded with talent to the point where I think they have to start unloading some of these guys so they can start getting some veterans in to start teaching some of these young guys. And it's going to be very interesting to see which one of these young guys they're going to let go or trade away to start bringing in these veterans. In any case, now you're bringing in Joe Madden, who actually has developed tons of young talent in Tampa Bay, and you're bringing him into Chicago in this position, I think is a win-win for Chicago. All you really need right now, and, and it sounds like that's what they're going to try to do, they're going after two marquee starting pitchers, a one-and-two pitcher, which I think is going to be possible uh, and may happen. And then now the rumor is that they're going after Russell Martin to, to be the battery behind the, the plate. And I, I think with the pitching, and Russell Martin, possibly another key bat, I, I think you're looking at a World Series contending team in the Chicago Cubs. Now, can they possibly do it? It's, it's a waiting game, and we'll see what happens, but I think they're headed in the right directions. Now, to Jackman's point, signing Renteria and then going to him now and telling him, hey, I'm sorry, but we're going with they did. I heard they did offer him another position. Yes, I did hear that. And he turned it down. Yes. So, I mean, you know what? Good for him. I, I mean, I, I sort of think he knew this was going to happen, though, eventually. I think he knew he was just that filler until they find the real coach. Like a stopgap. Yeah. Yeah. I think he knew that at the end of the day. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. Even if I was Renteria, I would have a bad taste in my mouth. I'd be like, that's wrong. You signed me. And, and I think they're paying his whole contract out, from what I heard. Yeah. He's, he is going to get paid. So he's going to get compensated <laughs> for that. So yeah. it's not a bad deal for. Not having to do anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not bad. Again, he's a great coach. I hope he, I don't know if he can work anywhere else. I don't know if it's in his contract. I hope they don't have that where it's a no compete clause. I'm hoping they let him compete and get a coaching gig anywhere else because I honestly can say he could be a good head coach or even what a bench coach. He, he was great when he was with the Padres. So I don't know. It's a, it's a wait and see game with him, but I think Joe Madden coming to Chicago is a great thing. Um, uh, rumor has it that he's already was at the Cubby Bear and he offered to buy everybody a round of drinks at the Cubby Bear and he made that joke at the press conference. So he's going to be a colorful, 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 colorful character here in Chicago. And I think in a city like this, a guy like that and his attitude is needed. You know, uh, listening to him, I I like some of his advice, some of his opinions on baseball and stuff. Like he wants his players to be well rounded. He don't want them. They're 24 hours a day at the stadium, hitting batting practice all day. He wants them to go out and enjoy their life. Yes, he wants them to study the game and get your practice in, but he wants them to be a well-rounded individual. And I think when you do stuff like that, when you're happy in life, when you're happy, it shows in your in the game. It shows in the field. So I like that aspect about him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So I, I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm just starting to get to, but I actually have like a great radio voice with this. Yeah, you're deeper sounding. Sounds like I should be on like 720 AM radio or something. <laughs> so, talking about the weather, and today it'll be 67 degrees. And 
But anyways, uh, that's enough of the Cub talk. White Sox-wise, really, I'm not going to go over too much. There's nothing really happening. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, we'll see what happens. Besides Abreu winning the Silver Slugger Award, uh, which was good to see for a rookie, uh, it, it was good. But, I mean, we've we've got a lot of holes to fill, and um, we've got a lot of ground to make up, and it's going to be a while before we get another contending team out there. But I uh, I don't hold back what Reinsdorf can possibly do and Kenny Williams. Uh, I think they're both great uh, great people to the puzzle, and Rick Hahn, I think, can put it together as well, too. So we'll see what happens anyways in baseball. So um, going into, uh, I, I think, something that we both have something to talk about, uh, and it's a little bit controversial. Uh, Sammy, the soccer game that happened recently. Well, yeah, you're talking about um, Albania versus Serbia? Yeah, so... Everyone knows, or at least that listens, I'm a huge soccer nut, and we actually have a show where when we start talking about the World Cup season and stuff like that, we actually had the uh, uh, our soccer show, Corner Kick Radio, but um, I-, I love soccer, and the reason I think I loved started loving soccer was I think I just love seeing countries go at it, you know what I mean, like competitively, like the Olympics, yes. so... Um, I, I've always loved that, and I started getting a real heart for soccer, um, and I'm, I fell in love with the sport probably in the last, like, seven years, I think, that I've, I'm religiously watching them more than even football. But in any case, there was a match that happened, which I thought was, um, one, very disappointed that this is actually still alive in, in, in that area of the world uh, after, when was the Balkan War? When did it happen? It was in the 90s. Yeah, like and, and we're 90s, in two, yeah. two, 2014. Early 90s. We still have that, that problem. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it's just it's just awful to see that. And then you can dig into a little bit, and Sammy's going to talk to you guys about some of these, uh, the UFO rules, UAE, the UEFA, uh, which are pretty, in my opinion, like stupid. I don't know even know why some of these exist. Um, and and I'll, I'll give you guys my input and stuff, but basically you want to sum it up and say what happened? Yeah, I'll sum it up. Uh, Serbia played um, Albania in a game. It was in a Euro Cup game. They were matched up in... Uh, it was a qualifier It match. was a qualifier, yeah. They were matched up uh, in the same division. Um, this was a match that uh, took place in Serbia, and um, it was basically 0-0 zero to zero through 42 minutes. And uh, what happened was uh, there was a drone flown in from somewhere. Nobody really knows where it came from. That's what's funny, too. Yeah. I'm assuming, I mean, you know, there's a conspiracy theorist that'll say it was from the Serbs, but I'm, I'm assuming it was an Albanian fan. I mean... Okay, yeah, yeah, Albanian flag. Okay, yeah, Albanian guy probably. Yeah, it was a, and let's not say it was a flag of a greater Albania. I mean, as you guys know, in each country, like Greece, if you were to tell your dad, hey, your dad will tell you this part, is Greece, you know, this part should have been Greece, Cyprus should be Greece. Macedonia yeah, is Macedonia Greece. is Greece. My yeah. dad's going to say the same thing. Or, yeah. you know, there's parts of Greece that should be this. So there's a or lot we of... used to have the, the yellow flag with the, the, the two-headed black eagle on there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, lands that are disputed. Uh, a, a flag of a greater Albania came through the stadium. The Serbian players uh, pulled it down. The Albanian uh, players tried to protect it. And then uh, after that, pretty much all hell broke loose. You had many fans that invaded the pitch. And uh, the UEFA, they decided that uh, this game was going to be given to Serbia, 3 nothing, but they were going to forfeit the points. So basically, no team got points. Uh, it was a 0-0 zero to zero game. I personally, I disagree with the decision. I personally felt from a moral standpoint... Um, <laughs> 
if you watched the if you watched what happened, the Serbian players, uh, you know, were very gracious. Although a few of them hit some of the Albanian players, I was yeah, looking in at the, the beginning. Tape. In the beginning, yeah. And so they were gracious. They stopped a lot of the fans. You know, they they, uh, they didn't they knew this game could be stopped, and they didn't want to lose the points, obviously. And they were very nice. So for that, I thought morally they should have played this game again in a neutral field. But if you look at the UEFA rules, the UEFA rules are so strict. They're so strict against hosting nations. The hosting nation, they're responsible for security. They're responsible for preventing fans from invading the pitch. Um, they're so strict that they say that uh, the national anthem shouldn't even be booed. You shouldn't be booing um, a country's national anthem. And uh, the flags, they have a certain way where the flags are on top of the stadium. They have the Albanian flag, the Serbian flag. They put the Albanian flag all the way in the back. If you see the tape, which personally, that's what uh, I, th- I think. If I could say anything about who was at fault, I think that was the biggest fault here. The fans were shouting a lot of uh, racist comments towards the Albanians. Obviously, the thing got out of hand. And, and they uh, never even said anything about that stuff. No, they didn't really say nothing about it. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm going to tell you I'm Albanian, so... Um, if you talk to somebody that's Serbian, you know, they're going to have a little bit, you know, you're going to favor your people a little bit subconsciously. That's just the way it is. The funny thing but, is that a couple minutes ago we had in the studio an Albanian and a Serbian. Yeah, the would, Serbian took off. Though. Would, yeah, was, which uh, would have been interesting. Yeah, we yeah. could have had both insights. But yeah. it, it's funny because we we all grew up, uh, I'm of Greek descent, and we lived in I'm an Albanian area where descent, yeah. Albanians and Greeks some, sometimes don't get along, Albanian and Serbs, but we yeah. all grew up together. And it's funny that the, yeah. all four of us hang out and, and whatever the case is, which I think a lot of this stuff is political too. But um, yeah, I, I think that I, I I just saw the video. Um, I know you said earlier, which I did notice that they were there were flares already thrown, they were throwing flares like four three, or five times. Yeah, and there were bottles thrown. In yeah. my opinion, that's when the match should have been stopped. The players should have been brought in, and then there should have been a decision made by the referees and by UEFA to, to let them know should we continue with this match. One, I think you made Sammy a great point. Why in the hell would UEFA put these two teams, knowing the hostility, in the same freaking group? Yeah, that's what I thought. And not only that. When- and I understand it's a ball drawn. Yes. I know they do the whole. But yes. still, you have to sit down as an organization and be like, okay, I know the balls were dropped in that way, guys, but we can't yeah. allow this. But still, even though the balls this and that, certain teams cannot play each other. Spain cannot play Gibraltar or whatever that that country's called. I'm not sure. Uh, Armenia cannot play Azerbaijan. They don't let them play against each other. So the, I was kind of surprised that they let these two teams, teams play together, even there was no Albanian fans in Serbia. Imagine this happened. Imagine if Albanian came with flags and all this and both yeah. sides. I mean, they'd be fighting all over the place. Yeah. You know, so uh, basically they took away the points from Albania because they said that you guys refused to play. The referee said it was okay to play. They didn't want to play. Which was BS. Which, I mean, you got attacked. Uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if you want to go out there again after that happened. I wouldn't. I would I'd yeah. feel scared and unsafe. Yeah. You know, you got to understand. Yeah, you got 30, 40 people there and you got, you know, 50,000 yeah. fans that want to kill you, you know. I wouldn't be playing. They did offer them, though. They said, we'll clear out the stadium. Uh, but, you know. Albania probably thought to themselves, some of the players, you know, maybe they're the veterans. They're going to be aggressive they're, and stuff. Yeah, they're going to, well, they said, you know what, man, we'll get three points out of this. You know, historically, most teams, when uh, opposing fans, they invade the pitch, they're going to get the points. So maybe they were thinking that way. I don't know what happened. Um, 
you know, I think it was just a sad situation for uh, both teams. I think it was a sad situation for soccer as well. Yes. And yes. for UEFA as a sport to see that that happens and how two, three years ago we had this whole racism thing and stop it and we shouldn't judge and, and for something like this to happen and the ruling to go. And I'm surprised a lot more people ain't talking about this. Yes, I you know I even looked at a lot of like websites. It was stuff. only on social media, yeah. on Facebook, and that's it. You know the thing is, I'm not really <clears throat> as big of a soccer fan as you are. I like the international football games, and I've said this before, and maybe you can. I'll ask you, and you can tell me: Is there a way where we can see all the international games? I wish there was a channel that all um, they played was international games. Like every said, international game. Um, yes, there is. Uh, international games usually you can watch on BN Sport or Fox Sport if you got Comcast. Yes, I and, do. But they don't play all of them, though. They play most of the main ones. They're yeah, not- but you, if you go scroll down, you know how you got like the Sunday NFL ticket? Yes. Comcast has that for soccer. Yeah, but I don't think they'll play all the international Yes, they do. Games. If you go scroll you down, they'll have each a UEFA qualifying match, World Cup qualifying Every single match, one? Champions League matches, Euro League matches, all that stuff's on there. Like this past weekend, Tuesday was uh, Champions League, uh-huh. or was it Wednesday? Wednesday, and then Thursday, yesterday was uh, the Europe League, Europa League. Yeah, I, I don't know though. I don't think. I mean, I you're, you you know soccer more than me, but yeah, I'm I was very watching them on Champions that. League. But here, here's my take. So so these players start fighting. They were being aggressive. Um, I think both sides. It started really with the Serbian players. It was good to see though that some, and I really wanted to find out who they were. Um, but there was, it was good to see that some of the Serbian players were actually trying to like stop it, and they were pushing some of the fans away and and, and all that stuff. And then towards the end, as they were running out, there was a couple of the Serbian players that tried shielding the the Albanian players so they can at least get off the field and stuff, which was good to see at least in in a way. But in my personal opinion, I mean. You're playing in in that country. That country's fans decided to jump on. I mean, I, I don't. That should have been Serbia losing those points there. That's what I thought. And the thing is, too, they find the Albanians a hundred thousand yeah. euro. They find the Serbs a hundred thousand euro. I mean, honestly, like it's almost or like what both- did the Albanians do wrong? If the fans yeah. never invaded the pitch. They would the ref would have gotten the middle. Things would have been controlled. Yeah, they would continue to I play. I think the match was very poor. It was very, very poorly managed by those referees. I think that the decision of saying that it was okay to play was the wrong decision. In my opinion, if both teams agreed to it, I would have just said, "All right, you know what? No one gets the points. We're going to play this game again. We're going to go play in England or somewhere, and it, no one's going to be there for the game. We're just going to play behind closed doors, and then we'll see who wins." And that's it. Yes, that's what I thought. That's what I thought they should have done. Yeah, and then let and, and not just that, but let it cool down because you know how we just said that the players might be a little bit aggressive as they come out there. Let it cool down. Give it two, three weeks. You know what I mean? Yes. Once after two, three weeks, these guys will calm down because they have to go back to their teams to go play with their teams. They'll be a lot more calm. They'll go to England somewhere or somewhere and pick a stadium. They play, and then boom, there you go. You find out who wins. Yes, I and agree. then UEFA should have been more smarter in the future on who's playing who and where. And making that decision of, hey, if we have these two teams play again, then you know what? Because of the problems, let's at least pick a neutral ground for these guys to play because we can't play them in that in that nation's country. Because yeah. I, I think you either went to Albania, you would have had the same problem. And if you went to Serbia, you'd have the They're same problem. They're supposed to go to Albania next year. It's going to be interesting. I think it, it, it's going to be trouble over that. there. Yeah, yeah, they better change it or it's going to be more trouble. Especially with what happens. They're not going to forget what happened. You this. know what the bad thing is, too, though? It ruins these countries' economies. 
I mean, these countries, they're third world countries. And, you know, they, they probably, you know, they, they rely a lot on this stuff. And didn't this happen in basketball last year? Serbia and Bosnia? I'm not sure. It may have. I, don't I know. think it happened in the World Cup of Basketball. It happened a few Cup. times in Serbia with soccer. They killed a French no. player not too long ago. Oh, in basketball, yeah. though, I think it happened in basketball where Serbia and, and, uh, and Bosnia got into it, and then the Serbian players started throwing chairs at the Bosnian players. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not too sure It was about towards that. the end of a game, I think I remember. I think it was uh, World Championships or yeah. something like that. But You know, I'd like to say something. You, you follow soccer a lot more than I do. I'm really not a soccer fan. <laughs> But is it just me, or it seems like the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, they're so much more organized than the soccer leagues? Is it just um, me, or does it seem that it's, way? It's, they are, um, but I think more than anything, it's corruption. Um, uh, do, you know, do you watch John Oliver on HBO? No, I don't. Um, highly recommend it. He uh, does a show. You watch him, Jackman? No. Um, highly recommend watching that show for all you guys, too. Um, he's on Sunday nights. I think at nine nine thirty, he's a comedian. Um, he actually used he used to be the head writer for uh, Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Report. Okay, you you know who he is, right? Yes. All right, so he has a show that's a thirty minute show on HBO, and he it's called John Oliver uh, Last Week, and what he goes over is hot topics of like in in anything politics, life, and but he has a a, a comedic spin to it, like Stephen Colbert. Um, his very first episode, his premiere episode that he had on HBO, which I think was about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he actually talks about how FIFA and UEFA is so corrupt and that the heads of these organizations are in it for money. And it's jokingly how they call themselves that they're a non-for-profit organization when these guys are banking and making billions of dollars on the top of, of the rung. So all they're doing is... They're benefiting themselves, and I know that there's some people that are trying to get Sepp Blatter out, and they're trying to hopefully get him out of there, but there's a lot of corruption right now. It's basically like the state of Illinois. I don't know. It just seems... city of Chicago uh, politics. You know, it just seems like uh, it's just not as... Or even if you go to their website, it just seems like the NFL, they're just more organized with ruling, with everything. I don't know if it's because... It's based out of Europe, and they're a little bit more lax about things, whereas in this country, we're more like by the rules. Yeah, which it is. You know, that could be part of it, but it just seemed that way to me. See, but it's not like that if you look at like the English Premier League. Yeah, I'm not too... If you go to EPL, in my opinion, the EPL, the uh, the English Premier League, the soccer league that's in England right now, that's the NFL of soccer. It's the NBA of soccer. You know what I mean? Yes. That's where all the... It's not the MLS. Uh, MLS is for the aging, retired stars that played overseas come to to American MLS and they play here. Um, But... The EPL, if you go to their website and look at their stuff, they're a very, very, very organized uh, organization, um, and they don't joke around, man. The EPL punishes players. They punish teams. Um, they're a really organized organization. I mean, if they take, if FIFA and UEFA can do anything, they should take lessons from the EPL, or like you said, they should come to America and show these guys, hey, this is how we run the NFL. This is how, well, I wouldn't even say that, because now with all this BS going around with uh, <laughs> these players in the NFL, but I mean, bottom line is these organizations here are, are run a lot better, and it's they should learn a lesson. And, but I think at this point, they just need to get some of these guys out because I think there's too much corruption in these organizations, and they need to get them out fast. That's my opinion in that. 
Um, but anyways, uh, awful uh, thing that we saw. I uh, hope doesn't happen again. I hope they think about what they're going to do in the future for this, uh, and I hope we don't see that again. Uh, I just want to see him play and play with competition, uh, not play with uh, your heart with po- political stuff that's going on. I just think it's a little uh, BS. They're soccer players. Play soccer. That's it. Don't don't try to do anything above that or anything. What? Any case. Uh, all right, we're going to Jackman's favorite. Oh, we're, we're, okay. I was going to talk Bulls, Jackman. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm still going to talk Bulls, Mr. Jackman. So, uh, Sammy, you're, you're not huge into the Bulls, right? I used to be a diehard Bulls fan, even past the Jordan years, even when they had those horrible teams. But with my schedule, I work the PM shift. You don't watch them. I don't the watch them that much. I'm kind of busy these days. I have a family. Um, so I, I'm not really that yeah. into them like I used to be, but they, I follow what's going on. Yeah, they, they do play a lot, which sucks, I think, with basketball. And they're, again, I don't watch every game. Uh, I try to watch as much as I can. The games I can't watch, I at least look at stats, look at box scores, see what's going on, see how many minutes someone's playing and all that stuff. And again, I'm a sports center guy, so I'll watch the recap and watch the highlights of sports center and stuff. But, um, seeing this season, uh, what's going on with the Bulls? A little surprised. I thought they'd be blowing people out a little bit more than than I'm seeing, but I, I'm still very happy with what they're what's going on. They're five and one after today. Uh, they beat the oh, who'd they play 76ers. today? Seventy Sixers. Yeah, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. One eighteen to one fifteen. Uh, Dunleavy, huge game, twenty seven points. Gasol, seventeen points. Jimmy Butler, uh, bright spot, uh, jumped up huge offensively. Um, and I'm going to talk about the Butler thing with his contract. Uh, when do we get into it, Jackman? Yes. Uh, Gasol, uh, me and Jackman were talking about biggest bright spots uh, that we're seeing so far in the season. Uh, and Jackman said Gasol. Yeah. and He's I, a I, huge upgrade over our buddy Boozer. Huge. Um, but uh, I think he's showing more leadership than he did when he was on the Lakers right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a great player. I'm so glad we got this guy. You see why the Bulls' uh, front office was after this guy seven years ago. I, I'm just scared with the minutes and uh, how much we're going to use him. Yeah, that's. I want to get into up, a little bit yeah. into that, too. So, um, uh, Gasol, again, a huge bright spot, um, and, and I'm happy to see what he's doing for us and contributing. And um, you know what? Aaron Brooks is also a nice bright spot. Yeah. He's a good floor leader. He's a good, great point guard. He, he's a more up tempo guy. He brings up the ball quickly and he gets everybody involved into the game. Um, Jimmy Butler, uh, huge offensively, a guy who didn't want to shoot in the playoffs last year at all, uh, and now you're looking at twenty points a game almost. He's nineteen point nine, nineteen point seven points a game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, the guy, twenty three points today, forty minutes. So the guys putting in minutes and putting up the points. Now my thing with that is that. One, he turned down the contract extension. Yes. Um, rumor has it he's looking for ten a year. No, I heard. I heard the Eight? Bulls offered him like somewhere around the neighborhood of eleven a year. Well, not around the neighborhood. I heard eleven a year, and he wanted more. I don't know how much he wanted, wow. but he wanted more than eleven a year. That's crazy. And if we offered him eleven, that we'd be going into luxury tax. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't have I numbers don't in much, front of us. No, I, I I remember we looked at it about two months ago, and I don't think we had that that, that much money. Well, yeah, with I, the increase of salary cap, we'd never know. It's but coming up with a TV new TV deal, that's scary, man. So, was the guy want like fifteen? 
I don't know. They gave Clay Thompson uh, seventeen a year. And then, that guy, and then that guy Hayward in, uh, in 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 Utah, they maxed him out. Yeah, I know. It's like, are you kidding me? I know. I know. I don't know. So here's my take on this. You're going to see better things out of Butler, and the reason for it is what happens on, on players in, fi- in uh, contract years. Oh, they really put out. Oh. That's why when we were talking about it, in a way, I wanted to kind of see how this plays out without the contract year because they usually have big numbers. Yeah, but I'm a little bit scared that he may leave now because if I he am does worried. have a good year, if the Bulls don't have that money to offer him that what he wants, he's going to leave. Yeah. And I mean, but he he might be one of those guys where he'll he'll score 25, 27 points a game this year and be a huge player for us and then all of a sudden get a big contract from somewhere and just disappear and you'll never hear from him again. Well, you know I mean just because he got that big contract. I know what you're saying. Offensively, <clears throat> yeah, it might be he's got a high rate of scoring right now. Who knows how if that'll continue throughout the season, but defensively he's a stud. He's someone we need to have defensively for guarding the LeBron James of the world. Yeah. You know, he guards he guards the other team's best offensive player. So, in my opinion, I think Butler, huge step up. Uh, my bright star was Heinrich. I'm not a Heinrich fan at all whatsoever ever since he missed that yeah. layup. In I'm a big Heinrich playoff, fan. But I think he's stepped up huge. This guy plays his ass off. Yeah, huge. I mean, for, for his age and what he's doing, I think he's uh, really putting it... I mean, him and Gasol, I think, are the two leaders right now when Rose is not there. And Noah, if you think about it, and we were talking about this earlier, he's fallen way too much. He looks hurt still. And we said this before on a past show about his knee and people close to him saying that he's saying his knee's not 100%. And I, I, the last couple of games I've been seeing, man, he's dropping to the floor too much. I heard some reports <clears throat> that when they did the surgery in Noah in the offseason, they did some ex- also did some exploratory and uh, his knees, I guess, his cartilage is not there like it's supposed to be. And he's got to wear that brace for the rest of the season. And like we said, we've seen him falling a lot. And I, I hate to see that. This is a young guy, thirty. he's about 30 years old. He's a great teammate to have on the Bulls. He's a heart and soul of the Bulls. He's the guy screaming, yelling, yeah, getting the loose he ball. he was motivating them. Man, I mean, he kept them. He, he played point guard for the Bulls and center last yeah. year. And I think he only played 30 minutes today. Yeah. Well, so he I've didn't heard play too much. Noah and Rolls are on a time constraint. And uh, and that's going to what we were talking about earlier, too, with Rose making his own calls, which could be a bad thing or a good thing. We don't know. But apparently they're making Rose make his own calls. So he's working out for the day. And if at the end of the day he feels that he's not ready to go into the game, he just tells Tibbs he's not ready. Uh, and they don't I put mean, him it's in. like 15, 20 minutes before the game yeah. when he makes his decision. So uh, it could be a good or bad thing. Um, I, I know Tibbs has not been wanting to get into controversy with this uh, because I guess he just doesn't want to rift between Paxson and Gar with him. Uh, and apparently there's been conversations with Gar and uh, Pax uh, to Tibbs telling him about specific players such as Rose and Noah about minutes played. And they want to make sure that they don't wear those guys out and stuff. So, And that's another reason I think they went out and got the depth this year that we have. Yes. So that he can't have the excuse of, hey, I have to play these guys 40 minutes because look at the players you got me. Ain't nobody. I can't play these guys. If you want me to win and keep my job, I got to play them the minutes that they're playing. Now they can't say that because now they can turn around and say, but you have all these guys. You have other players you can go to. Exactly. So they that's why I think they went out and got the depth that they got. But um, How do you guys feel about Rosa? <clears throat> calling the shots about playing and stuff and take I've heard they told him in the off season, the management, John Paxson, Gar Foreman, 
if you don't feel good, that's okay. You can take off. I don't know. I mean, I guess that regards for the regular season. I just hope he doesn't take it to his advantage. I hope he doesn't yeah. use it to the point where he just says, you know what, I don't feel like playing today. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess it could be good. It could be bad, but we'll see what happens on that point with him. Yeah, you know, with Rose, we really don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Um, you know, there was a situation where uh, in the past where many people felt that Rose could play. He never played. I mean, we really don't know what the relationship is behind closed and doors. And they're very hush with him now, too. Yes, yes, they are. Like, not a lot comes out with Rose, if you think about it. Like, you don't hear a lot of shit coming out of the out of the Bulls uh, press about him. No. So they keep it hush-hush. But, uh, again, I mean, Rose, I mean, but either way, Gasol stepping up huge for the team. Butler, awesome offensively and defensively. Heinrich stepping up as a leader. Um, even uh, Snell, I think, for the times that you're putting him in here, coming through. Dougie McDermott and Nikolai Miritich, I think, are doing very good. They're great role players in what they're doing. Um, I'm just overall, Aaron Brooks. Yeah, and don't forget about Mike Dunleavy. He's, oh, he's today, solid. Yeah, 27 points yeah, today. Yeah, he's always solid, though. That guy's a stud. That guy's a great player. So, I mean, overall, I'm really liking the way the season's starting right now, 5-1. and one. Uh, I, I think that... Uh, I really don't know what happened in Cleveland. I really thought we had that match. Well, we were up in five points. It was 40-something seconds left. We made those quick fouls, and they tied the game, and the rest was history. LeBron went on in overtime. I'm you know. to, uh, did you see Lance Stevenson? No. I'm glad we didn't get him. He's so out of shape now. They showed pictures of him, and I like how, how fat he got. Yeah, he's a streaky player. One thing I seen against the Milwaukee game, if you guys are watching, Dougie, they put him in there. And uh, Jay Kid, Jason Kidd went after him. And uh, Akani's Giampo, the Greek freak, I mean, he, he took it right to him. And you can see Dougie's, I think he's going to be a good, solid player. But you can see uh, Jason Kidd singled him out. And whoever Dougie was guarding, they went after him. And the, and the lack of lateral quickness hurt him a little bit. And uh, after a while, Tom took him out of the game, and you didn't really see him come back too much. Yeah, that's. I think he can improve with it slightly because uh, you get used to playing with. And, and anyways, Akinis, he he's a hard guy to guard. Anyways, this guy's like seven foot, and he just glides right in there. I think you, Dougie can improve slightly because uh, he's going to play against these great players all the time, but only slightly because that's your lateral quickness that's God given, and uh, you can only you know work with it so much you know. So we got the Celtics tomorrow at 7 p.m. At that's, home. Yeah, so that's going to be uh, good. And then we got the Pistons on November 10th. So um, uh, tomorrow, I, I don't know about the Celtics. They're not doing too fabulous. but uh, rumors, No, they're a young team. Yeah, rumor is Rondo might be going to L.A. next year. Mr. Rajon Rondo and Kobe. Uh, which, oh, uh, Lakers are winless. I know, but yeah. they said that Kobe wants Rondo. That's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I think that'd be a good fit. I mean, especially with Nash. I don't even know why well, Nash is still playing. He's not. He no, can't play this year. Oh, now, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still, why is he it's still under contract? He wants the money. He said that last year. He yeah. said, I'm playing for the money. All right, so Bulls, uh, what else we got? We're just happy that they're doing good, and we hope they uh, keep it up, right? Well, yeah, the Bulls are scoring a lot more points this year. I know it's early in the season, guys, but they're tenths in the league where last year they were last. They are scoring 102 points a game. 
So that's something to look forward to. And that's you got these offensive weapons. You got guys who can spread the floor. You got Derek back. Uh, Dougie has his place offensively. He's a good shooter and uh, he's a good driver too. So I mean, you got more weapons. You got more guys to spread the floor. But you know what? The way I look at it, Tibbs, don't play these guys too much right now. Don't play the likes of Gasol too much. Yeah, don't Gasol, play, you're playing them too. Yeah, much. you're playing them too much. I mean, you need to save these guys. Take a book out of Popovich. Take a lesson out of Popovich's book. He rests his guys. You need these guys in April. You don't really need them now. That's my take on that. All right. I don't even really want to talk about these this next segment, but I mean, I guess do you guys want to go into Bears? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. All right, Sammy. <laughs> this is your favorite topic. You know, I'm just uh, really, <laughs> I'm really disgusted with this team right now. Um. You know what? What can we really say about the Chicago Bears football team? It, It's—I don't even know where to start to tell you the truth. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a bunch of gibberish on a piece of paper, and I'm looking at it. <laughs> and I, you just called it. I don't know where to start. Like, I, I guess the last time that me and Jackman did it, I, I started with Cutler and Tressman. Um, but I mean, there's just so much that. I, we talked about the tirade, which happened again. We last time we had the, uh, they had a bye week, so we didn't do anything about Bears <clears throat> last week. Um, we're going into Bears now. Um, they're playing the Packers Sunday, right? Sunday yes, night. Sunday night. Prime um, time. They're five and three. We're three and five. I'll tell you this: if they lose to the Packers, we're, we're done. Hey, Put listen, a fork in us, guys. We're done anyway. In order for us to make the playoffs, we got to go seven and one. We got to win ten games, and that ain't going to happen with what I'm seeing. That's not going to happen. First of all, let's talk about this. Let's talk about leadership. Who on this team is the leader of this team? No, Do we have a leader on this team? Nope. Nope. I mean, we really don't have a leader. I guess you could say maybe Brandon Marshall, but Brandon Marshall's a wide receiver. He had that personality disorder before. I don't really know if he's the best guy to be a leader for this team. This team does not have a leader. That's a problem. And that's what we were saying the last show about captaincies. Yes. Ditka said this as well, too. Rotating captains don't work. Not one person on this team stood out, and I'm thankful that Marshall actually stood up and started there calling it a rant. I don't think it's a rant. I think it's a guy who wants to win, and he's trying to get get up their asses for them to do something. And in my personal opinion, if we don't see any performance against the Packers, it didn't help. You know what? You've got to put this on Trustman. 100%. 100%. Trustman is the coach. Trustman needs to sit down with these guys and needs to light a fire, fire under their ass. Yeah. You I know? mean, he, like I said before, this guy is no more than an offensive coordinator. I think he's too easy on these guys, too nice with some, and they're taking advantage of them. I don't know. It doesn't seem like Look he didn't get the with respect with the guys. Yeah. I mean, Briggs over here, like in a daydream days while he's in, in meetings, and he admittedly to saying that, you know what, there's coaches talking for over th- two hours, and I literally just stare at a blank wall and look at my watch and just say, cool, I got 45 minutes left, and I don't know what we just discussed. I mean, the guy's lost, and, and he should have been one of the leaders, but he's not. And I said this the moment we lost the Super Bowl to the Colts. Did, did I tell you this, Jackman, or no? I don't know. Say it. <clears throat> the moment the moment we lost the Super Bowl to the Colts, I knew we weren't going to go back to the Super Bowl. 
I know we didn't have a team that we could have done that. My my first remark was we need to unload Erlocker and we need to unload Briggs while we can, and they have some value so we can get at least draft picks back because these guys are going to be owed by the time we get back to the the Super Bowl. Yeah, I heard you say that. Now we're stuck with these guys, and now you got a guy. In my opinion, Erlocker drove the best out of Briggs. You don't have Erlocker here no more. Briggs can't do it by himself. And he's older now. You know, I disagree with you about unloading Briggs and Erlocker at that time. They were just in the Super Bowl. Erlocker was the face of the organization. He was still playing at a high level. Um, I would have kept him for a couple more years. Uh, er, uh, Briggs, maybe. Erlocker would have been gone. I don't know. I think he's still. I. I. I really got a. Uh, if I was GM, he'd been gone. I would have got at least a second uh, you, you round. You can't do pick. that though, man. With your star player like that, he was the star. He you was got the an organization, organization to run, and you got to think about the future. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but they, they, I don't. I. I don't know. You can't do. I, I wouldn't have done that if I was a G. You know, as far as you got to think about the fans, they would say you're giving up. You exactly. went to the Super Bowl. Now, now you're, you're getting rid up. of your star players. Exactly. Yeah, they, you would I, get I would a lot of, thinking of the criticism yeah. with that move. Let's talk a little bit about Tressman here. You remember Lovey Smith, guys? The players never acted like this around Lovey Smith. Never. The players respected Lovey Smith. If you notice, the players, they always had Lovey Smith's back, even today. And not only that, under Lovey Smith, the Bears, they had some football teams that were not very good, but they always played hard. They never gave up, and they were tougher. If you look at this year, this Bears team, they just seem weak. They don't have an identity. Soft is the word I would describe. They don't have no identity. People just clock in, and they go home. They come in. They say, hey, this is my job. I got to play just like Cutler says, and I got to go. I don't care if I win. I don't care if I lose. It all starts with Cutler, man. I think he's a cancer. It was a horrible decision giving him that contract. Big money. You're giving him over $50 or whatever they're giving him. Guaranteed, right? I think it was $54 million guaranteed. Yes, big money. You're giving them all that money. You want a guy that has strengths and everything. You want a guy that's you know, great outside the locker room, inside the locker room, a guy that's a leader. This guy's not a leader, man. Then you this got, guy is then not you got a leader. guys like Allen and Houston now that are huge anchors on our defense that you're paying all this money to. I mean, we're we done. screwed up big time. We're done, we not just for this up. season. We're for done. future seasons. For yes. three seasons, four seasons. I don't see a future for for the Bears in a long time. Listen, okay, if you look at this football team. Who's 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 going to take Allen's contract? Nobody. No. Nobody. We're stuck. Age, nobody. Who's, Houston may be someone because he's still coming off a big Houston's injury. Yeah, he's Did you see that dance? 25, they're down by 25. Yeah. He gets his and first sack of the year and he tears his He ACL. was unblocked. Nobody blocked him. I could have sacked that guy. Briggs, huge money. He's a wash-up now, too. He's probably going to be gone yeah, after he's this. A well, he's, he's, he's a books. Then you got yeah. Cutler. Who's going to take Cutler? No. Nobody. nobody. Yeah, he's he's stuck with us. Not but, even the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Well, if listen, guys. If you look at this team up and down, look at the whole team. Look at the whole roster. There's really nobody on this team to me that's untouchable with the exception of Kyle Fuller on defense, Long, Mills. Um, Matt Forte. Forte's got a couple years left. Yeah. And then uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Everybody yeah. else, if I'm a GM right now. I'd be trading him away. That's what I would be doing for yep. draft picks. <clears throat> Try to get strong through the draft. Trade away Marshall, everybody, whatever you can. Whether it's second or third round picks, you got to gamble though because you got to hit it on the draft. But that's what I would do. I would just get younger. You got all this money tied up in Jared Allen, all this money tied up in Cutler. You got to take a risk at this point. 
Lamar Houston. You had the the signings on defense this year. All of them were terrible, all except Willie Young. Willie Young was solid. Oh, that's it, and that's the one guy that no one th- even thought it would be part of our scheme. Yes, he was a guy that they thought, oh, this guy will be a sub. That's it, and he's your star defensive guy well, right he's now. He's starting this week. Yeah, yeah. star. I mean, it, it just right now. I mean. I don't know. They have to do something. They have to do something fast. If they don't fire Cutler now, or not Cutler, if they don't fire Trustman, if this season, I think it's going to go worse than seven to nine, Sammy. Because I know you yeah, said I seven said to nine. Seven to nine. You know what? What they need to do right now, if I'm Trustman, if I was Mark Trustman, you got to find a way to light a fire under these guys. What I would He's do? He's not that guy. I know. What I would do? You might call me crazy. I would maybe even bench Cutler. I would say, you know what? I don't like your attitude, this and that. I would bench color, bring in Kloss, and see how Kloss is going to do. If they have a bad game at Green Bay and they're getting blown out and color has a bad game and he's walking around like he doesn't he give a shit attitude. He gets interceptions while he's smiling. And yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He's laughing on the sidelines. You know what yeah. I would do? I would bench his ass. I would bring in Kloss, and I would send a statement to the whole team to say, you know what? You know, We all got to be responsible here. I don't care who you are. Just like I said, remember when we were in the playoffs and – Cutler left the game because of a groin pull. Yeah, I remember that. And he he sat down like a like a little bitch. And I said, "This is Bears football, bro. Get back in there and play the freaking game." And then on top of it, what irked me is that he was sitting there laughing and joking on the sidelines, not thinking, "Hey, I'm in the game and I need to be focused." And whoever the quarterback that's in there right now, I need to help him right now so we can win this game. Yeah. After that, I was I had him written off. And I said, since that day, this dude is not a leader. He can't lead, and he doesn't care. He's just here because he has a talent. He knows he has a talent. And he's just trying to make as much money as he can. That's it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't really defend Cutler. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's gotten to the point now. He's thirty-one. Uh, he's just not a leader. Uh, he's. I mean, before he had an excuse. Oh, I don't have an offensive line. Now I got no, now he's got an offensive he's got line an offensive and he's line. got offensive weapons in the line. Yes, yes, he's got more weapons than anyone in the NFL. Yeah, he's so, got I mean, a lot of weapons. He's got yeah. great. He's the highest receivers. paid quarterback. Did you guys know that he's the highest paid quarterback uh, in the NFL? Are you serious? No, yes. Wait, Matt Ryan? No, he's the highest paid with this new contract. He's the highest paid quarterback. Oh, I thought it was Even Matt Ryan. He, he surpassed I Flacco. Yeah, he's the highest paid. They said yes. Oh shit! Well, I think Matt Ryan has a perk though in his contract that it actually. I'm puts not sure. I know he's the highest paid. They were talking about it. Yeah, I, I just, right now, I'm just really disgusted. Something has to happen. If nothing happens, then Cutler's or Tressman's job needs to be terminated at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, this and week, not just Tressman. Yes. Mel goes with them, too. Like, the whole entire coaching staff disappears. You get rid of Tressman, get him out of town, bring someone new in that we can have. <clears throat> You're not going to get rid of some of these guys, but... I guess then next year you hopefully get a new coach and see what they can do with Allen Houston after he comes back, and then maybe some of these other guys. But here's what gets me too: Bruce Arians from Arizona, right? We interviewed the guy, and we passed him up for Tressman. Do you know what I heard, why I heard they didn't want Arians? Look, look at what he's doing in Arizona. No, I know that, but do look you know what why? he's doing to Carson Palmer. That's a Rich Gannon story, part two. Uh, Carson Palmer's a wash up and old, and look what he's doing. He's, he's not, passing for like three, four hundred yards a game. No, he's not kicking ass that much. They got a solid defense and they got a run game. He's not really kicking ass too much. All Palmer. right, so why did they pass up on him, or what, what did you hear about? I uh, heard that he wanted his coaches. I would have done. He it. wanted his staff, and this uh, Emery, he didn't want that. He wanted the control. Dumbass. I, I know. 
I know. You want this guy to perform his job at a high level. Any coach, yeah, any coach you bring in, like if I bring you in, Jackman, and you have specific people that you work and perform well with. Right. And you say, hey, I want to bring this guy and this guy because that's what makes me perform. Right. Then do it. Who gives a shit? Your ultimate goal is to get a winner from your team. If he wants to bring the guys, like you just said, who he's comfortable with, who they work well with, then let them have it. Yeah. Not not you hire this guy and then you just bring this guy here. You idiots work together and somehow make this shit work. Even though you don't know each other, but start knowing each other because you guys got to get to, to make it work. I, I, I don't know. I, I just Sometimes a power control, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I now now I'm seeing the flaws of Emery, which before I was praising him this offseason. Uh, and now I'm seeing the flaws. And I'm going to be honest with you, he didn't pull the trigger with uh, Mel Tucker last year or this year. I mean, if he doesn't pull the trigger on Trustman, I don't. His ass has got to be on the line you too. Know, let's face it here, guys. You know, Trustman's in his second year right now. I don't see them firing Trustman after this year unless the team totally gives up and they're getting blown out every game. I think if they go seven and nine, I think Trustman keeps his job. I, I think I agree. I'm not saying it's a good thing. They have to go five and eleven or under, and I think yes, his job is gone. Here's the thing, guys. Let's talk about this. What what is going on with this offense? What is the problem in this offense? I, I don't. It just seems like, you know, Cutlery's has a great arm, but it seems like with this offense, he's making too many bad decisions, yeah, and they're pass happy. Yeah, but I'm saying with this, yeah, they they are pass happy. They're too but pass- I'm saying you figure with this offense, you need a quarterback that can make quick decisions and just get rid of the ball. But he's not running, man. He holds the ball too yeah, long, and, and they're not running. It's the like ball. either they go deep or they go too short. They don't have that intermediate, or they're not running it, man. Forte's not getting close to the enough runs he should be getting. I agree. Yeah, the Bears only score average twenty two points a game last year. They were about twenty eight points a game. That's a huge drop off with the weapons and the players they got. Like you said, Cutler makes too many bad decisions. And uh, last year when we had McCown in there, I know McCown's not doing well in Tampa, but when we had McCown in there... He made smart decisions. It looked like he looked off his reads and got the ball off quicker. I did notice that about him. Cutler, they say he's a smart guy. He went to Vanderbilt. I don't know. Some of the decisions he makes, I don't think he's as smart as they say he is. I really don't. Is uh, McCown playing, starting right now for Tampa? He's going to start this week. He wasn't starting, but Lovey's going to put him in this week, they said. He is going to play. Yes. I wouldn't mind having him. I would have benched Cutler last week. For well, we got Clawson as a backup. It, it's Clawson not e- looked hot in camp. Yeah, Clawson's decent, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, with Cutler, you know what I think his problem is? I just think he doesn't give a shit. He's just one of these guys. He's not one of these guys that are just going to work at it to try to be better. He's no, not like he, a Peyton Manning. This is or, a job to him. Yes. He signed that big contract. That's he's it. like, ah, screw it. I'm rich. I, I, yeah. I, I, he's, he's already content. He's one of those guys that you know how you always have at your job. And they're just yeah. like, hey, listen, man, this is just a job for me. I come in at 8 o'clock, and I clock out at 5. I don't go above and beyond, and I don't let the company take advantage seems, of me. I'm one of those like guys. That, that's, that's Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay seen- Cutler comes in, and he goes, hey, man, I, I just come in. They tell me to come in at 9 a.m. to go to meetings. Once the game's done, I have to stay an hour after, and then I'm going home. That's it. You know what? To be To be fair or to say both sides of the story, if you look at his stats, they're not horrible. 17 touchdowns. No, they're not. Only eight interceptions. They're not horrible, but the you thing is... You pay a guy the amount of money we pay. He I needs know. to be a leader. He's not a winner. That's he's the problem. Not, no, he, he's he not never, a winner. He never really was. But the thing is, the Bears team in general is... Uh, they're not that good to overcome his mistakes. 
They are not. Their defense sucks. And, you know, you can't be throwing the turnovers he throws and the fumbles he loses. And you know what? Like you said, a a lot of it is the want and desire. That goes a long way in life and in your job and your sports. It really does. I mean, talent can only take you so far. You need to have that extra desire and fire in your belly to take you over the top. You want to know another guy I see that doesn't have it either? You guys are going to call me crazy on this one. Who? Remember I said it. Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) Doesn't have what? He doesn't have that in him. I don't see him being one of those guys that always that will do whatever he has to do to bend over backwards to win the game. He almost won a Super Bowl, but I, I I'm not really that. I'm not sold on that kid. Yeah, I'm just I, not sold on. I him. don't know. I think he. I don't know. I yeah. I can't say that. I can't say he doesn't you know, have it in him. Yeah. Let's go back to Cutler here, guys. If you think about it, Cutler's been here what four or five years. There's only been one game that he took the team on his shoulders and he led them to a victory, and that was this year against the 49ers. Besides that, you never really seen him like an Aaron Rodgers or like a Manning kind of win a game for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He never really did that. No, I don't remember it. Yeah. Besides it's, the 49er game. He never did that. It's not like, all oh, the team was playing bad. You know, Cutler led us and, you know, like kind of like an Aaron Rodgers does or these superstars do. He never, ever did that. You never see. Have you ever seen Jay Cutler run to a receiver? after four downs or three downs of failed whatever plays and actually have a conversation with them or anything? No. He just sits down next to the other quarterback on the bench. You know what else he'll do sometime? Whenever there's a play that's busted, he'll just kind of throw the ball on the floor. He'll like, you know. He gives up quickly. He gives up quick. Instead of like trying to extend the play, run to the side, maybe try to do something, he'll just give up on it. Instead, you got got guys like like Matt Ryan in Atlanta. And again, I'm going to other teams here. That has, again, a great wide receiving duo. uh, Roddy White and and Julio Jones. And every time, good or bad, Matt Ryan will get up in their ass if you watch him in the sidelines. If there's a if there's a pass that Matt Ryan threw and he knows, hey, I I gave this to the I gave this to you, Roddy, in the sweet spot, and you dropped that shit. Matt Ryan's in the sidelines up his ass. That's a quarterback that wants to win, and they're not argue, they're, They may be yelling back and forth, but he's doing it because he wants to win. Jay Cutler does that. B. Marshall drops the ball, or Jeffries, or whoever goes right next to Klaus and sits down. And they start laughing. Yeah. Well, he even he, most of the time and when I, I see him, he's just sitting by himself. Actually, Carter. yeah. And I've seen times where the coach is talking to him, like showing him like pictures and stuff. Yeah. And he's in La La Land drinking Gatorade, and looking at all the chicks in the stands. <laughs> I'm like, uh, this is our quarterback. Like, really? And and who the hell? Uh, it, um, what did Emery see in this guy that he signed such a big contract? His raw talent. There's and, no and, leadership and, and he was betting on Tressman. To get the most That's out of him. That's what I think it was. I think he thought think, Trestman was going to bank and get the best out of him. I, I do, But too. you don't bank your future on it. Well, he did, unfortunately. I don't know. We'll see. This is going to be a, a big tell-timing game. Tell-timing yeah, game, this yeah. Is, against Green Bay. Uh, not not going to be interesting. Not going to be good. I uh, am going to see it, but I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This may be one of the first Bears games that if I'm frustrated by halftime, I'm turning it off. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bears respond with their bye week and all the criticism they got from the media. How are the Bears going to come out? Are they going to come out like ravaged dogs? Or are they just going to lay down? 
You know what else I don't like? If you guys notice, at halftime, Trestman's not making good adjustments. It's like they go to the half, they come out, and I mean, they... I mean, their numbers are horrible after half. Yeah, they're shittier than the first it's, half. It's almost it's like he doesn't give a fuck either. <laughs> Trust well, me. he better. He better. <laughs> I've gonna never be out of seen. A job I've too. never seen this guy look stressed out. Yeah. What are these guys doing? Smoking dope or something? Yes, in the locker room he or must. at halftime? They, no. Dude, these guys must be smoking pot in there yeah. in the showers <laughs> or something. You, you know what was funny last week after the debacle in New England? They were talking to Trestman, you know, and I I don't know if he it came out like this, but I don't know how he meant it. He said, "Well, you know, the the great thing going for us is we got the buy next week." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I started laughing my ass off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna lose at least. Oh man, this guy needs to get fired, man. And we're stuck with him. You never liked Trestman. I will give you that. I never. Like you were right. On he him. is. A, he, I was kind of fifty. He's 50 uh, he's a great quarterback coach in the NFL. Could maybe, and I'm not even saying great, maybe a good offensive coordinator in the NFL. He does not belong as a head coach of the NFL, and I am shocked that Phil Emery decided to pick this guy. I mean, he showed... Bruce Arians, man. I know. We passed him up. I know. uh, I know. He showed some some wrinkles of uh, great play calling at times, and you guys seen some potential in the Bears this year? I mean, where they look great, but it was far and few between. So I mean, you've seen some, you know, sparkle of there of Trestman's pr- play calling, but like I said, it's not enough. Um, switching gears, have you guys been watching any college football? No, no, no. I, I don't watch. Man, it. yeah, I don't know. It's it just it just to see the quarterbacks that are coming in and stuff. I mean, at this point, there's really there's no way you're going to trade for a quarterback. I mean, the way you're looking at it right now is great quarterbacks are just being drafted in right now. That's it, plain and simple. Andrew Luck was drafted in. You know what I mean? Andrew Luck's unbelievable. Yeah, I, mean, I watched so, that last game. Unreal, this guy. This guy's the next. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. If he stays healthy, he's a Sherlock Hall of Famer. Unbelievable yeah. quarterback. Yeah, he's he's great. Andrew he's Luck's great. great. So, I mean, at this point right now, it's just same thing. I mean, we we just got to start looking at drafts to see what we Nick can draft. Foles is a solid okay, quarterback. Let me yeah. ask you guys. Let's all go, you know, all around the horn here. If you're the GM, if you're Emery, I'd quit. Emery's <laughs> Emery's gone, and they hired you. They're going to pay you three million dollars a year. You're going to be the Bears GM. What do you do with this football team? What do you do? <clears throat> the first thing I would do is have a meeting with Trestman, and then have a meeting with the whole coaching staff. Period. And my thing would be, I would tell Trestman that I, I just don't see the intensity from my coaching staff that needs to be intense or motivating my players. That's f- number one, first and foremost. I think as a GM, you can't really sit down right now with the players. Now I'm thinking business. I know I talk a lot of crap sometimes, but you really can't sit down in midseason and start talking to people like Cutler and telling them, hey, man, I'm paying you blah, blah, blah amount of money, and you ain't performing for me right now. That's a conversation you have towards the end of the season. Cause I, and there, there actually might be rules where I think you can't or something in the NFL. I'm not 100% positive on that, but I can sit down with Tressman at least and tell him, hey, dude, you need to light a fire under your ass because right now it ain't looking good for you. And I don't have time to waste because you know what? If it ain't going to work out with here, then I think we got to look elsewhere at other options. But right now you need to light a fire under your ass and your coaching staff, and I need to start seeing these players start caring and performing. And if not, then it is what it is. And then the first thing I would do is start eliminating the coaches. <clears throat> Bring in a whole new coaching squad next year. If that doesn't turn around, and at that time, 
when you get the players like Jared Allen, Lamar Houston back, and Jay Cutler, hopefully this new coach and the coaching staff re-motivates these guys and lights a fire. Maybe we start seeing the Jared Allen of the Minnesota Vikings or or, or the Lamar Houston, the talent we saw I, I with our Oakland Raiders. The Allen in the Minnesota Vikings is in the Minnesota Vikings. That's over with. But we may see that if someone gets up their it. ass. But if we don't, then the, at that point, then we got to start looking at the players, and then you got to start looking at the rebuilding process. What I would do is I would study the films of these last couple games, the games that they got blown out and this and that, and I would see on the film who the players are, who, who are not giving their hardest, who's giving up on plays. And I would take all those suckers and get them out of there. I don't care if they're the starters, if they're paid high salary. I would get the guys on the bench, the guys who play hard. Put them in the game. That would send a message to the team. You're not untouchable. You want to give up? You don't want to run your routes? You don't want to give full maximum effort? You're on the bench. You're out. Because if the Bears don't win against Sunday, and I don't think they got any chance to really win, maybe you know 5%, well, very low chance to beat uh, Green Bay, the season's done anyways. So play the guys who want to play. Don't play the guys who are bringing the other guys down like a cancer in the locker room. If you don't want to play, you don't want to give the effort, get out of here. That's the way I would play it. Play the young guys. Play the guys who want to play. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that too. But, I mean, at this point right now, you also have to look at, hey, I'm giving Jared Allen blah, 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 amount of millions of dollars, and I'm having him sit on the bench. I, I'm not saying if, if, if you're not playing well, okay, but if you're giving up on plays, especially if you're giving up on the plays and giving up on the team and you're dogging it out there, no, you paid them, you made a mistake. I'm not saying I'm not saying anyone in specific. I'm saying look at the tape and who's not, who's dogging it out there, get them on the bench. So here's my question for you guys. In the NFL, if you waive a player, does that team still owe them that money? If it's guaranteed, they do, right? If yes. it's guaranteed, yes. they do, right. I was going to say make a statement and waive Jared Allen. Yeah. I I don't know if he's dogging it. I just think he's a little older now, and he played on that turf. It's a faster field in Minnesota. Yeah. I think that helped him too. I think it's People a bad signing. Yeah, I mean I he's older. Was a bad that you age, know he's yeah. he's older. He wasn't. He's not in his prime no more. Let me ask you guys this: Peppers or Allen? Probably Peppers. Peppers is tearing it up yeah. right now. I'd say Peppers. He's a beast. I don't know if he's tearing it up. But you see how athletic like, Peppers is, man. Yeah. Better, you see how what fast he was. No, he's not. 35. 34, 35. Yeah. You see how yeah. fast he runs? Yeah. What, he had that interception and that fumble yeah. he picked up? Man, he was fast. I'm like, wow. He lost He lost weight this year. Yeah, yes. he did get in shape. And he said he admitted he wasn't in, in, in the best shape that he could have been last year. And that's sort of bullshit because this team is paying you money. Yeah. And that is part of your job you to be to in work. the best. Yeah, not right. in shape. You know, that's, you know, so whatever. You know what I think with this team? I think the biggest problem in this team, I think it's Jay Cutler. I really? really do. Yeah, I, I think, think it's trust me. I think his color. attitude. I think, I think his attitude's I, bad. You know, I think production wise and playing wise, it's not terrible. I don't know if it's the biggest problem, but when the attitude's like that, it brings a dark cloud and it can bring the whole team down. So, yes. and that's your that's your number one position, the quarterback. That's the most important position. Yeah, you like look it. at all the top teams in NFL. What all do the they top have in common? Quarterbacks. What do they have in common? Great quarterbacks. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and 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 then like we said, I think in the last show, no, if you like it or you don't, you're a quarterback. You got the ball in your hands almost seventy percent of the of the game, or, or almost all the whole, of the game. The whole the game. Whole game. Yeah. you like it or not, you're the leader of the team. Yeah, what I, yeah, what I would do if I was Emery, 
if this team, if if the if the Bears go like on a big losing streak and it seems like they just quit, I just start trading away. Play- I just start trading players for draft picks left and right. That's what I would personally be doing. Well, hopefully, you can, but the thing is, you're going to get rid of some of your good talent. Well, not 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 the young guys like not Alshon Jeffrey, not Kyle Fuller. Alshon Jeffries is really the only guy you're going to get a first round pick for. I wouldn't trade Jeffrey. No. Jeffrey's a talent. Jeffrey's a talent. 23 years old. Yeah, I mean, Why would I trade Jeffrey? No, I'm just I'm saying. Not gonna get him. You're not going to get first round draft picks from anybody else. I mean, the other yeah. guys, you're maybe going to get third round. Well, that's fine. That's what round. I got. Sometimes you get. hit a gem. Yeah. I mean, wasn't Lance Briggs get. in the third round? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't you know even what? talk about Lance Briggs. No, but he, he was a great bear. A he was with, a great bear for. Yeah. For like a guy like Brandon Marshall, you could probably get a second and a fourth rounder or something like that. You know what? That's another thing. We haven't drafted real strong. No. The last couple of years. Well, we we I know Fuller, we, I know this year. Fuller's great, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you we'll had see what McClellan. he does. Yeah, McClellan. Yeah, McClellan was a bust. Right, garbage. No, I think Fuller's solid. I'd rather have Lovey Smith back in town. Well, he emphasized defense, you know what, guys, special teams. I, w- I I never really had a big problem with Lovey Smith. I Me know either. a lot of the fans hated him. I didn't really mind him. I didn't, he wasn't I the smartest coach, but he was okay. But he was a motivator, and I liked. I loved it. Great defenses, yeah. and he had great And think about it. Here. When we were complaining about uh, of Chicago Bear football, we were never complaining about Lovey too much. Yeah, a lot of the fans hated well, him. They did, they did some in sports did radio some in Chicago. Yeah. I did hear, but majority of it, I would always hear, would be the players. So I don't know. Either way, I mean, defensively, we did have better players back then too. So who do you think, uh, Chicago Packers, or should I even ask? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Packers, man. You got to go with the Packers. Packers big. Um, Jackman. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how the Bears can. I know their season's hinging on this game because if they do beat the Packers, I do think they have a slight chance to make some waves. Because Detroit, who knows how long they're going to keep winning for? Green Bay will be five and four. The Bears will be four and five. So I can see some light, but. You know what? When it comes down to it, the Packers are just better. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. What kind of Bears fans are you? I'm rooting for the Bears. So I am I, too, man, but I think the Green Bay's going to take this. You know, if the Bears <laughs> beat this one, though, I would say there's, they still got a shot in the season. The yeah. Bears are going to take this, and it's going to be the defense that's going to take it, I think. Wow. The secondary is going to th- get some interceptions. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, big guy. They're going to turn it over, and it's going to be, I think, a low-scoring affair. I think it's going to go like 17 to like 10. Yeah, I don't see no, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers low scoring. Yeah. Low yeah. scoring? Unless Aaron yeah. Rodgers gets knocked out of the game, I don't foresee that. And I think Timmy Jennings is going to come through finally. Jordy, Jordy Nelson, Cobbs. I think they're going to stop him. Lacey? I think they're going to stop him. Okay. I doubt we'll it. We'll see what happens. Maybe Jordy Allen stuffs the running game a little bit. We'll see. Hopefully he gets uh, a couple million out of his uh, paycheck or something. But um, I'm, I'm hoping for a Bears win, but I'm... Uh, I'm pessimistic. All right, so before I lose my voice, that's it, guys, uh, for tonight. Um, again, uh, we did a quick recap on anything. Bulls of on, on everything. Bulls, Bears uh, went over a little bit of the uh, soccer to- topics. Cubs. Um, we will be back shortly. We're gonna try uh, after this Bears game to see what happens in this debacle. Uh, hopefully it doesn't uh, end up in a bad note, and hopefully we're talking about a win and maybe some positive things that we saw in the game. But um, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much all we got, guys, here. Uh, it's a cold November 7th. I thought it was maybe the 8th still right now. Um, with me today, guys, the Chicago Tree Party, I got Mr. Jackman with me. Stay cool, everybody. Uh, Sammy? 
Until next time, guys. Uh, we will be seeing you guys really shortly, Chicago. Keep your heaters on. Stay warm. There's snow coming on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>